0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. It's the weekly podcast that you got to go to for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Brian Song here, your host, holding it down, doing the most. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is episode 89. Remember, this show is all about you all. So call in applebitsshow at gmail.com. All you have to do is record a voice memo on your phone or an audio recording, and then just email it away to applebitsshow with a Z at gmail.com. The past couple episodes, I've been kind of doing reviews and other and interviews, and I haven't had a chance to really encourage you all to call. So we didn't get too many calls this week, but that's okay. I know you're going to come strong because I know a lot of you also have either purchased some of the new products. So you got to have an opinion, whether it's the iPhone, Apple Watch, iPhone 11, 11 Pro, Pro Max, Apple Watch Series 5. I mean, a lot of people are talking about the Apple Watch, which we will get to, and I did drop my review this week on Monday, I believe it was, on my on my YouTube channel. So make sure to check that out. But again, be a part of the show. We'd love to hear from you. Also, you can support this show at patreon.com slash Tong. You can start at $2 per month. It goes up to 5 $10, $25, $100. There's a bunch of other benefits. But for those of you who have not, the biggest advantage, a completely ad-free version of the show. I have exclusives at every different level Also, I'm doing this completely independent. This does help me continue to do what I do. So thank you so much. I'd be so grateful for you to support it at patreon.com slash Tong. All right, let's get to the show. The big news, Apple seed its first betas of iOS 13.2 and iPad OS 13.2 to developers. The biggest thing that everyone thought this was going to be about was it's finally bringing Deep Fusion for the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro. Now, for those of you that don't remember, Deep Fusion is specific to the cameras on those phones. It requires the A13 processor for it. And what it does is it basically takes advantage of Apple's A13 Bionic chip and their neural engine and uses machine learning to do this pixel by pixel processing of photos. So it takes up a- multiple exposures of a photo in a split second and then optimizes it specifically for texture and detail. So it's supposed to really help out with complicated skin or more sophisticated textures like skin or patterns on clothing or different textures like that. The weird thing about it is that I know the cameras already look great, but you won't know when Deep Fusion is at work. There's no icon or anything. They're just going to basically give you a great looking photo. And we know that Apple's cameras specifically on the 1111 Pro have been getting rave reviews. I, you know, I fell in love with the triple lens camera system, if you saw my review, and there's one thing that I would say about it is that it seems, and I need people to confirm this, that when you get into a spot where the sunlight is hitting the your camera, you tend to get a lot of lens flare, and that hasn't, I never remember that being such an issue, but like a pronounced lens flare, like arching, or big fat arches, not just like a little bit of this is like JJ J. Abrams lens flare to the max, and then you kinda of have to reposition yourself. I I've, I've come across it a few times and I'm like, hmm. I'm all that that didn't happen before. But the result in general when you use it is really good. So this deep fusion is going to enhance your photos, but again, it, it's kind of invisible and in the background, but it's aimed to improving your indoor photos, photos taken in medium lighting. It's just gonna automatically activate and it's gonna be something that we all just benefit from because it's there, but it was part of the new ios 13.2 beta there's other features but the biggest thing the biggest thing that was revealed from this new beta apple did a boo-boo apple's ios 13 beta includes an icon depicting the new airpods design i don't know if you check this out look at it search it up i know a lot of you are hardcore junkies so you're following this stuff every day apple has been obviously rumored on working on their next generation of AirPods for a while. It was even talked about as far back as I believe mid to late 2018, where they're saying, Hey, Apple's working on a noise canceling active noise canceling AirPods that could also potentially have some level of water resistance. And so in iOS 13.2, an icon is there that shows us what they look like. Now there was an image From Slash leaks a few months ago that showed and claimed to be the housing of the new AirPods, but they looked totally different. The stems on the side were shorter, they were more angular. It came with a more, I would say, like a more oval type charging case shell. This was just the housing of the earbuds and the shell. And they said that these are the new AirPods. And a lot of people were like, "Mm, I don't know about that. Mm, That may not be it. I looked at it and I was like, really? That's what the AirPods might look like? Will Apple completely confirm that design with this icon in iOS 13.2 in the beta? I mean, are they they just getting that sloppy that they're completely leaving in icons of future products in an iOS beta, which then kind of makes me wonder, okay, there were rumblings that they could try and get them out by the end of this year. I even remember once the AirPods, let's just call them the 1.5s came out, that's the ones that had an improved battery, and supported the wireless charging case. But those were being held off for so long because they were trying to time it with their Air Power mat, the Air Power mat that did not come out and was completely scrapped. Everyone's like, these should have come out a long time ago. They were holding on to them. Well, they're still on track to potentially release these noise-canceling ones. If it's in the iOS 13.2 beta, it makes me wonder. Y'all think that they could be releasing them this year? I don't know. I don't think they need to because AirPods are still selling like hotcakes. They don't need to. So if they were smart, I would tell them, hey, hold off, release them like in the beginning of the first quarter of 2020. We still have so many products that we haven't seen, right? We haven't seen the new 16-inch MacBook Pro, the new iPad Pros for 2019. What are they gonna do with the actual pricing and configuration of the Mac Pro? We haven't seen any of those things. Let's not get it crazy and then it introduced these new AirPods with noise cancelling as well. That Now you're getting a little cray-cray. But then also room, rumblings of an over-the-ear headphone that Apple had been working on as well that would go along with these new AirPods. Just keep that for early 2020. But there's a lot of stuff. There is a lot of stuff that is now waiting in the wings from Apple that we may or may not see this year. I've got to imagine we'll see an October event, but... So far, Apple's been hush-hush. Maybe we'll get an announcement by the time you all listen to this. Anyways, let's. I guess we should get back to our original topic, iOS 13.2 beta. So the AirPods completely, completely leaked by Apple. I'm trying to remember when was the last time that Apple deliberately leaked something. I mean, nothing is sacred anymore. It's impossible. It is so hard. There's so many people working on these. Eventually, someone's going to break, and someone's going to forget. Well, they forgot. Now, what are the things that are new in iOS 13.2's beta? There's a new feature: um, announce messages with Siri. That's allowed or designed to allow Siri to now announce incoming messages. That has been re-enabled in 13.2. You can turn it on by going on the settings, then Siri, then search. So Siri will just say, "Hey, the new message," and it'll read it out loud. I think that's especially when you're wearing AirPods and you're on the go. That's super, super convenient. There's a new research privacy settings. It's an option in the privacy section of the settings app for their new research app. It's not available yet, but it's suggested that it may come when 13.2 arrives. This is when Apple asks you to participate in some of those health research, um, like the heart stuff. And they've been doing different types of offerings in the health app for things like this. Airplay and handoff, the handoff section of the settings app is now called Airplay and handoff with a new transfer to HomePod option that I love because this is a long time coming. HomePod does slowly but surely get better. Still expensive. Still sounds freaking awesome. But there's an option now where if you put activate this, let's say you're listening to audio or you're on a call or you're listening to music on your phone or or iPad, you can bring that device over directly next to the HomePod and then it hands off that audio to the HomePod to be in your home. So, Kind of interesting if the HomePod is kind of more in the entryway of, your, of where you live and at least accessible or in a more central spot. I like that. Really interesting. Also in the control center, when you swipe down from the top right and you see all those icons, the volume bar will now have an icon representing what you're using to listen to, whether it's AirPods, Beats Pro, Beat X, or kind of other headphones. You'll see a new icon on top of that volume bar that you slide up and down. And then HomeKit grouping, this is in the HomeKit app. It's a new option to group or ungroup accessories that have multiple functions. So showing them either as a single tile or as multiple tiles, you can now group them together, kind of clean things up. And yes, the big leak, I'm. <laughs> it's just funny to me. New AirPods icon completely leaked. Also, Apple is planning to allow Siri to default to frequently use third-party messaging apps later this year. This is great. This is going to make Siri a lot more flexible. Third-party messaging apps like WhatsApp, Skype, Facebook Messenger will get Siri integration later this year. So it's expected to come later this year. According to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, Apple told them that directly. The update will enable Siri to default to the messaging app that a person uses most frequently to communicate with a given contact. So that also ties into that 13.2 feature where it'll announce messages that are incoming. Now you can also associate that with a specific app. Lots of people don't, I mean, sure, we use iMessage, but some people that are really using um, international apps, WhatsApp is super hot and popular. Obviously, that's another great way to kind of integrate this stuff that should have been done, honestly, along long time ago but we know that Apple's walled garden has stayed up for a while and now it's finally slowly but surely in little ways here you see AirPlay and the Apple TV app on other TVs you're starting to see Siri play nice with more third-party apps they're starting to see them potentially opening up the HomePod a little more especially we saw them kind of one of the first steps was them quite honestly to me Apple Music on Android and then they've been a little more open as we've gone on so they're working on it. It's kind of hard to swip, switch that or flip that switch after 20 plus years of being a certain way. And then a new story that just dropped uh, today as of this recording, Ming-Chi Kuo back at it again with his weekly report because he likes to make headlines all the time, even if it's the same headline from like three months ago. But this one is a little more specific. Ming-Chi Kuo says Apple will launch the iPhone SE2. In early 2020. I know some of you are loving that idea. Hallelujah. 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 I can't tell you how many of you have always kept on messaging me, emailing me, where's the iPhone SE2? Well, according to Ming Chi Kuo, it is early 2020. It'll have a similar design as the iPhone 8, according to the reports, an A13 chip and three gigs of RAM. So another product that is, according to sources, and the man, Ming-Chi Kuo, coming soon, that, that's just, so what, maybe a iPhone SE2, AirPods 3, Apple over-the-ear headphones event in the first quarter of 2020? I say count it. Also, their suggestion is that the iPhone SE2 will stick with Touch ID and a single-lens rear camera. So, you know, Tim Cook and his crack team over there at Apple, just Frank, I actually know, don't call the crack team, like more like a Frankenstein team. Wait, Hey, what components do we still have that we can use from phones from three or four years ago so that we can make really good margins on? Yeah. Keep, keep that single lens camera. Hey, we got any more, we got any more touch ID T- touch. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Bob. We we have more touch ID. What what about iPhone eight shells? What do what we really have you on? iPhone eight. Okay. So the new SE guys, let's just let's just mix it all together. Let's mix and match. Let's have some fun. Single lens camera, iPhone 8 design, Touch ID, boom! iPhone SE two. Genius. Oh, we're making forty percent, fifty percent margins on that too. Well, hee haw! Let's do it. Yeah, I don't think Tim Cook actually says hee haw, but he might. All right, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor for the show, and that is you. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast at patreon.com slash Tong. I am completely independent. I'm so grateful for all of your support and your help. You know what? If... I've given you any value over the years or if you just started listening, to this, you know, I'd love your support. I do this completely on my own and it helps me to continue to do all this content. Starting at $2 per month, we have $5 level, $10 level, $25 level, the Platinum Apple at $100 per month. But you get some fun exclusive bonuses at each level like a sticker decal, an autographed glossy photo, access to some of those crazy parody songs, and then also early access to this podcast before I release it out to the masses, and a completely ad-free version of this podcast as well. In addition to other goodies and some other content. So, thank you so much for your support, Patreon.com/slash Brian Tong. All right, we got a few news stories. Um, not too much this week, quite honestly, but we at least we had a couple big ones that were worth talking about. If you didn't see my Apple Watch review, it's on my YouTube channel. I talked about it earlier. We tried something a little different. Um, I've really found that for whatever reason, people aren't really flocking or maybe because it's such an incremental upgrade, I was surprised that people aren't don't really care about the Apple Watch reviews as much as I thought they would. I mean, I had to put it out a week later, so that I don't think that's what it is. But just kind of looking across the board, you you would have thought it would might have gangbuster numbers, but because the iPhone was really the rock star of the event, the iPhone 11 Pros and the cameras. I feel like it got a lot of the attention, but the Apple Watch Series 5, I basically kind of hit a few points really hard. We did do it in one single shot, like in one single take. So I wanted to try something original different. I think it was fun. I think it just came off like super raw. Maybe that was a good thing or maybe that was a bad thing, but check it out. Anyways, Apple Watch Series 5, the biggest things, the always on display. I don't think it made as big of an impact as I thought it would. Two, the compass is there, but it doesn't make really that big of an impact to me. And then three, a lot of the the under-the-hood improvements are super subtle. The biggest one is not the processor. We've talked about it where, at least with the processor, just to recap, the processor is literally the same. So CPU and GPU, exactly the same from the Series 4 to the Series 5. Battery life, slight improvement on the 44-millimeter watch. It looks like I fixed it when they did their teardown a 1.4% increase in battery size or storage capacity. The 40 millimeter got a 10% bump, but the biggest thing everyone is complaining about on the Series 5 is battery life. People said, hey, uh, this is draining battery way faster than my Series 4. Even people are claiming that their Series 4 is draining battery a whole lot. This either has to do with the software or also, to me, the main culprit obviously has to be the always-on display. But what I'm thinking is that the display or the watch face that I use is super it's basically almost entirely black it's the um, info modular one I believe it's called like infographic modular it's just a few text things but primarily it's black and so I was able to get a little more battery juice on my series 5 my series 4 has stayed the same but a lot of people are saying no my battery's draining so much more but I look at a lot of these new faces they're either completely white or a color or maybe at least at least 75% filled with some sort of visual cue or graph design some of them are completely filled out and that's the main reason why some people are saying hey um we're just going to turn off the always on display so we get better battery life and it's working and I'm and then I'm like why remember when i told you about that display not you know not really being a must have right now that even reinforces it Apple has released um, updates to Watch OS 6. They've released Watch OS 6.01. Um, they said there hasn't been much of an improvement there. It might include some battery fixes, but the biggest thing is that Watch OS 6.1, not 6.01, but the new 6.1 significantly improves battery life. It's in beta, it's not available to the public yet. It's in the early stages of beta testing. So for those of you that are freaking out, just wait. And then some people even said that their battery didn't even last the whole day. That is because you are just goofing around with your Apple Watch. You just got it. A lot of you, is probably your first new Apple Watch Series 5 with a big screen in a long time. You're dinking around with it. It still also has to sync. If you have it set up with your music properly, it syncs that music collection, I think, over depending on how much stuff you put in there the first day or so. Maybe even two days. So you got to wait on that. It's just... Be patient, let it kind of regulate itself, then start using it normally, and then get back to us. And the big thing under the hood really is 16 gig storage from the Series 4 is now 32 gigs on the Series 5. So then I did the math because someone pointed it out to me, and the iPhone, the entry level iPhone 11 and 11 Pro has twice the storage of the Apple Watch Series 5, or it sounds even worse when, yeah, the Apple Watch has half the storage of an entry-level iPhone right now. Come on, Apple. You're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. All right. Analyst survey suggests most Netflix users do not plan on subscribing to Apple TV. What is this? That's right. According to Piper Jaffray, the Investment Banker survey of 1,500 Netflix subscribers, roughly 75% don't intend to subscribe to the upcoming rival streaming service. Those who do subscribe to Apple TV or Disney Plus, though, are expected to keep their Netflix subscription going. I would say that, is, that number sounds right on the money. Almost everyone that I talk to, and even in my comment sections when I ask you all, and I'd love to hear now that things have settled, what do you guys and gals think? Are you going to jump on board an Apple TV Plus, or hey, I'll give it that year trial? And that's what everyone's saying. I'll give it the year but I probably won't lock in unless they really get my attention. And that's what Apple is banking on. The survey really provided, I think, comfort for Netflix because hey, they're worried that people are going to leave them for these other services. I think right now the thinking is that y'all still got Stranger Things, right? Netflix even just locked in a new multi-million dollar deal with the Duffer Brothers to keep them on board so that people like me would be like, oh wait, Stranger Things still on there? Okay, I better, I'm going to stay on. Until that show gets bad, I'm still all in season three was great. So not too many people are planning to defect from Netflix and they're going to give Apple this trial again, November 1st Apple TV plus launches. It's coming soon. It's it's basically a month away. And so I'm really curious what the shows will be like on there. And then finally, quick little nugget from iOS 13. I know I'm jumping around the look around feature in maps. This is, that awesome, like, super smooth teleport zoom through cities and towns, which was initially set up. It's kind of like their Google Street View, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's a lot slicker. At least visually, it's a lot slicker. I'm not saying the functionality, but Apple Maps continues to get better. You've heard me say about it all the time now. It's now available, this um, look-around feature to go through the streets in areas in Los Angeles and New York City. So during the iOS 13 beta testing period, Look around was limited to the Bay area of California and then Las Vegas and some parts of Hawaii, but Apple's working to expand it to additional locations. Um, You should check it out. It's really fun. It can be used across New York city from Manhattan to the Bronx, Brooklyn and Queens. It's also the LA Los Angeles area from Burbank to long beach to Pomona. Still not, no love in Anaheim riverside. They're like, we're going to stay. I want them to do this to Disneyland and just zoom around at Disneyland. Super cool. All right. Remember, I told you all to be a part of the show. Call in. Record a voice memo. Email it to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's AppleBits with a Z. I'm going to go to two calls because that's all we got. Let's start off with Damien.
1: Hey, Brian. Love the show. I just want to give you a quick shout about Apple Arcade. This is Damien here from Illinois. Uh, I've been trying it. I'll try the trial throughout the period, but... Seems like a lot of tap-to-play games in uh, Apple Arcade, man, and it just, it's not great. Um, out of the 50 games, I probably only want to play five, and out of the five, I only have two left uh, on my phone. I don't know if it's the same for everyone else. Kind of more of a traditional gamer here. was hoping for, um, you know, more bigger titles coming to the platform, hopefully we get those down the road. Just wanted to know, you know, what do you think? If that's actually going to come or not? And again, like I said, love the show. Been listening for a long time via podcasting. So thanks again. Bye.
0: What's up, Damien? I think that just be patient because this gaming selection of games will be a rotation. I still personally, I mean, I think there's great games in there for 4.99. But even when Apple first launched the Apple Arcade platform, they showed a lot of games that were more story-based and really detailed. I mean, there's a few in there um, that are, you know, RPGs. There's a Ocean Oceanhorn 2, Shinsekai Into the Depths. Those are long games. They aren't tap-tap games. These are these are in-depth stories. Um, even Sayonara, I feel like, is there is actually story associated with these. Try Assemble, which is kind of like a, a tinkering game there are some of these games with narratives around that and storytelling which is also why i really enjoyed it i thought that it just allowed some of these comics to get in more depth and there's going to be plenty more coming so but this is just this is just what week two of the service now week yeah week two so it's still early and they're going to continue to rotate stuff in and out so just be patient all right next up and our final call our man isaac
2: yo bt how are you doing man First, it was great seeing Stephen Beecham's name in the clip, hoping this will lead to more formal reunion between you two. Um, I was hoping to get your thoughts on Apple Glass. The main challenge today, I believe, was minimization of technology, including battery. And quite frankly, Apple proved they can do it with the Apple Watch. In fact, I believe the Apple Watch strategy with making it a standalone device with its own app stores, etc., etc., that is not dependent on the iPhone, is actually part of their Apple Glass strategy. Think about it. They will likely start with tethering using the Apple Glass as the visual interface with simple computational power and the iPhone or standalone Apple Watch being used for more advanced computing requirements. This way, I believe, and again, I'm not an expert here, so I'm not sure you can preserve the Apple Glass battery well by using the Apple Watch as your source of apps and computing powers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and the Glass will simply be the visual interface, if you will. Quite frankly, in that world, I don't think I need an iPhone. I just need a glass and a watch, and that's it, and life is a lot simpler. Uh, that's it. What's your thought? Do you agree or think that Apple would go standalone with Apple Glass from day one? Uh, that's it for today. Keep rocking, buddy.
0: Hey, thanks so much for calling in, Isaac. Uh, 100% you're, I'm you're. on board with what you're saying because even the early reports say that is exactly what Apple is doing, putting all the process... Look at how much power these phones have now, the 1813, the A13, 1813, the A13 bionic chip is a beast. And I've always said, we need to use these devices to their full potential. And we're not, we're starting to see that with uh, the filmic pro app, right? Being able to record two video streams at once and display four, all four lenses at one time that's using that power, but most apps are never going to tap into it that much. The best way to really see that power is to your point, using these devices and piggybacking off of them so i think that's absolutely going to be the case as you've seen even with the evolution of augmented reality and vr typically the devices are relying on some sort of other main brain as like the tower for pcs is the main brain for vr and now we start to see it be more affordable and miniaturized and developed into just standalone headsets. They're still not at that point where they can replicate exactly what a PC-based VR experience is, but they're pretty dark. they're getting there. So Apple just following that kind of model and that trajectory is completely what they're going to do and it, and it just makes sense from a business standpoint as well and from a power computing standpoint because of the A13 Bionic. So everybody thanks again for listening to the show, I encourage you, call in. I want to hear from y'all. AppleBitsShow at gmail.com. A voice memo, AppleBitsShow with a Z. We'd also like to say thank you so much to our platinum Apple supporters, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Jarrett Lewis, Calvin Fatikar. Thank you so much for your support. And hey, everybody, you can support this show at Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. Now, you don't have to go platinum at the $100 level, but if you can support it, $2 a month. $5 a month. And also, please continue to, if you haven't already, leave your five-star review. Leave a comment so that it helps elevate this show in the algorithm. Tell your friends. Tell your family. I mean, maybe your mom and your mama is like, they want to know about Apple tech all the time. I'm sure they do. Totally. I know mamas out there are listening to the show, too. There's some. I know there are. So, everybody, take care. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Peace.